0: Welcome back to Making Better Bites. Your host, Adrienne, here with you today. And I am going to be talking about three things that you could get started with that you are going to notice a difference, maybe on the faster side of things. I know it can be super frustrating when you are trying to start new habits and change your life. And it's something that you feel like you have to wait weeks or months, several menstrual cycles, whatever the case may be, for you to really notice something different going on. And um, so I thought I would give you some places where you could start that maybe you um, feel a little bit different, a little bit faster. So um, for those of you that have listened like several times, regular listener, thank you for being here again and giving me another opportunity to talk to you about something nutrition related and hormones and women's health. I am so grateful for every time you guys tune in and for every person you share it with and Everything that you're able to do with um, the information that you receive on the podcast. And so I have made a little upgrade, and hopefully, this is the last time you have to hear me talking about this. But I have gotten myself a Wi Fi extender that is in my studio space. So I have my own Wi Fi connection that nobody else is on besides myself. And I'm hoping that this is the key to zero interruptions and smooth sailing on the recording from here on out, right? Um, And I hope to never have to say anything again. So, I'm really happy about that. And yeah, I just had to share because you guys have been with me through the ups and downs, whether you realize it or not, of my, um, my Wi-Fi dropping. So, hopefully I never, like I said, will have to say that again. Um. So, yes, we're going to talk about three things. I actually have a bonus one for you, so it's not even three things. It's kind of four or five-ish, but I wanted to give three solid things that I could talk about um, for you that you could choose to start. Not three things you have to do, not three things that you have to do in combination, but just like three separate things that you could kind of start with on your habits. Or if you have a lot of really great habits, but you're in a slump and you need to like step it up somewhere and you're not sure where, like these could be some good places to get yourself started. Um, before we do get started, though, I always have to give my health disclaimer, um, being as that uh, I am a dietitian, Just know that this is to be utilized as general health information. It is not medical advice or any kind of health prescription. Please always talk to your personal trusted health care providers that know you best and know your health history um, for individualized personal health advice. Um and with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into my first healthy habit to get started with, and that is fiber-rich foods. So I, I know, no, I'm not even going to say I talk about this a lot because no kidding, I talk about this a lot. I talk about all of these things all the time, and I know it takes repetition for people to hear and maybe to hear it in a different way or whatever to be able to make changes in their lives. I know it happens for me. Or sometimes you even like you've made the change and you feel like it's pretty consistent. And a few months down the line, you like lose it for whatever reason. And so it's good to be reminded to bring you back to something really great in your life that you've experienced. So um, I'm going to really try hard to refrain from saying that I know I talk about this all the time because I make my own self crazy saying that phrase. Of course, I talk about it all the time. These are things I'm passionate about. Moving forward, fiber-rich foods. They are extremely important for numerous reasons and increasing them in your diet is going to have you feeling a difference on the faster side, as little as like a week or two, honestly, depending on where you stand right now and how much you commit to this. Um, Because fiber-rich foods help with a lot, regulating a lot of things in your system. The biggest thing that you might notice A difference in early on is going to be with your satiety level when you're eating, you might feel full faster. Um, And then the other thing or be more satisfied for longer because they are high volume foods typically that take up more room in your stomach and they slow down the digestion rate so that um, it takes your body longer to break it down, which means you feel satisfied from that meal for a longer period of time. So that's one thing that you're going to notice early on. And the second thing you're going to notice early on is a change in your bowel movements, potentially, not guaranteed, but because I don't, <laughs> I don't know what your bowel movements are right now or what they're like, um, but you're more likely to notice a difference in your bowel movements as well because fiber adds bulk to your stool if it's insoluble just because it's a mass product that your body can't fully break down. So it remains semi-intact, which means it makes your stool like larger or more firm. Um, because there's more to what's going on, um, that your body can't break down. They're not quite as small of particles as maybe like the other waste that's in your system. And then also, what was I saying? Your stool, insoluble fiber, and then soluble fiber also helps, um, to move your stool faster. Um, also adding bulk to your stool draws more water typically into your stool, um, to help to flush things through easier. Um, so all of those things I- are important and are going to have you feeling different faster. Um, it can also help with bloating. If you have regular bloating, um, it can help with estrogen, your estrogen levels because your um, the fiber in your system can bind to the estrogen and help you excrete it or it can affect your... Um, the, Things, the bacteria in your intestines that can reabsorb and break down the estrogen so that your body can reabsorb it. Um, it prevents that from happening as much as well. So if you struggle with estrogen dominant symptoms, um, it can be beneficial there, which those changes might take a little bit longer to notice, um, maybe like more so over like one or two menstrual cycles, depending on how severe your symptoms are and where you're starting out at. And then also, it can help with decreasing the inflammation because, like I said, it's going to help with your stool. It's going to help you to get rid of um, waste. I don't want to say the word toxins because I think that word is like misconstrued. So we're going to say waste. Um, It can also help with like lowering cholesterol levels because it can bind to the cholesterol for your body to excrete as well. Lots of things on that list as to why fiber is beneficial and things why you're going to feel a different faster. But like I said, um, with fiber, I always have to also give the claim um, that if you are going to increase your fiber, most likely you're going to also have to increase your water intake simultaneously because, um, like I said, you're adding bulk to your stool, the motility might be changing, which is how fast the bowel movements are making their way through your intestinal system, like how much the Um, muscles are moving your, moving your stool along in your system. Um, but also like your body needs more water to be able to flush the waste through your intestines. And so, um, You wanna make sure that your body has enough water to do that because it could lead to digestive discomfort and constipation, especially if you increase your fiber rich foods without making sure you're being properly hydrated and increasing potentially your hydration as well. And you wanna make sure that you're taking it a little bit slowly with the increase. So, um, if you're someone who's not used to eating vegetables at all, especially like if you wanna jump into salads, Raw vegetables can be harder for people to digest initially if they're not used to it, especially. And so um, just taking it slow and like knowing your own body. It's another reason why I wouldn't recommend things that are fiber supplements because it's a really large intake or influx of fiber that your body is not used to in one dosage. And typically it's going to be something like psyllium husks where it creates that like really thick gel in your intestines to add bulk potentially, to your stool and pass it along, but it's a large quantity at once, and it's more likely to cause irritation to your intestines and to your digestive system overall. So, that's why I hesitate to say, like, going with the supplement route on this um, because... It's just a large amount. And it can be beneficial if you have something specifically going on where your doctor might recommend for you to take fiber for a short period of time. But I don't think it's a good long term solution for people. Um, Same goes, I mean, it's the same thing. If you think I've talked about like prebiotic sodas um, that have like their special fiber blends in them, I know that's what Olipop does. I'm pretty sure. Poppy's the one that has the apple cider vinegar. So Olipop, I know, does like a prebiotic fiber specialty blend that is like owned by their company. Um, So you'll find several grams of fiber in the soda, which is great because people do need to increase their fiber. But having a large quantity, especially when they're not expecting it, people might not realize all the fiber that's in those like supplementary style of um, foods then it could actually cause more problems and more disrupt for their digestive system rather than benefiting them. The same goes for I was just in Target. I actually tried to make a video of this um, when I was at Target. Was it just this past week or maybe two weeks ago? I saw a prebiotic like gummy and not a gummy like in the vitamin aisle, a gummy in the snack snack food aisle. And it was supposed to be like you could eat this whole bag of gummies and it's just one serving, but it had crazy amounts of fiber. I want to say like 16 or 20 grams, something like that. And maybe it wasn't even quite that high. I can't remember now, but I never shared the video because I realized how hard it is to talk in public on a video. Um... It's one thing to take little clips, but to step aside in the target and start talking to yourself is just like a whole nother level. But basically, my message, and I still might post this on TikTok or whatever, but my message was supposed to be that you want to be careful with these foods that promote like being fiber and being like fruit juices and they're prebiotic and helpful because prebiotic is synonymous with some types of fiber. Like a prebiotic is a type of fiber um, in your system. And so if you eat them, while prebiotics are good for your healthy bacteria and you want to feed the healthy bacteria in your system, um, in your digestive tract, uh, you don't want too much fiber because it can cause discomfort. So just be really careful of those things. The type of fiber-rich foods that I try to promote the most, just like pretty much everything I promote, is whole food examples. So things that are going to be rich in fiber are pretty much whole foods that come from the earth. And so like that's for like your plant type foods is what I mean by that. So like meats and eggs and stuff, not going to have milk, dairy, whatever. Those are not going to be your fiber sources. Your fiber sources are going to be fruits. It's going to be vegetables. It's going to be beans, peas, legumes, that family, as well as like whole grains. So your oats, your popcorn, whole wheat, bread, whatever. So while some of those like grains or fruit, well, Grains can be processed but still contain some of their fiber if they are remained intact as whole grains. But sometimes with your fruits and your vegetables being processed, you can lose some of your fiber depending on what kind of source or what the food product is. So like with fruit juices or vegetable juices, you're losing the fiber because it's not the whole fruit or vegetable. But um, if you think about like a whole wheat bread or a bowl of oatmeal... Um, even if you buy like the Quaker, like the flavored ones, if it's still the whole grain, you can still get the fiber. So just being careful with choosing processed forms of the whole grains or sorry, the processed forms of the fiber rich foods is where you want to be aware. So checking the packaging to see what it, what it says about fiber. If you're not going to go with whole food forms, like eating a whole piece of fruit or eating a vegetable, um, just be aware of that if you do wanna go kind of like the package snack route or like the um more like shelf stable route, which is totally fine. And there's a place for those foods as well. But just making sure that you check the fruit or check the label to see if it still contains fiber in it. That's kind of how you can tell too, like with breads and those kind of things. Um, if they have fiber in them, then they're probably still the whole grain, but you still wanna look at the ingredients then to make sure that it says whole grain and not that like they've Sometimes they will process the grains and then add fiber back in, which then makes it again like a supplement sort of form. So maybe that was really confusing and I shouldn't have even brought all of that into it. But if you want, I almost took this whole system down with my foot. Um, If you want to have more fiber naturally in your diet, increase it with whole fruits, whole vegetables, and whole grains. Simple as that. And then also increase your water intake to make sure that you are properly hydrating. Do not overhydrate, though, and be aware of, like, your mineral intake. Oh, gosh. I think I just made it even more confusing. I was trying to simplify it um, on the water part because we're not really talking about water. That was kind of one of our bonus, our bonus topics. But, yeah. We'll get into water and minerals another day if you would like. Send me a message and say minerals in our water on Instagram if you want me to talk about the importance of minerals and having a mineral-rich diet in order for proper hydration because we're going to go ahead and scratch that and leave it out for today. Today, we're just focusing on those fiber-rich foods, fruits, whole vegetables, and whole grains. Okay. Moving on now to our second point, which is going to be increasing movement, which is so incredibly important, again, for multifacets of your life. And again, it's a thing that you could notice a difference early on because after just like two or three days of trying to incorporate a walk more into your daily routine, and walk, I'm just saying as an example, it doesn't have to be walking, but um, after just two or three days of that activity, by the like fourth or fifth or sixth day, you're going to really notice a difference about your mentality around it and your physical abilities. Um it's going to get easier faster. And it's going to become just like a natural part of your t- routine, pretty e- mm, pretty easy, especially if it's some you keep it simple, which is what I'm encouraging, keeping it simple. Um and you'll notice a difference physically and mentally, I think pretty quickly. So the importance of moving, like when it comes to simple things like getting up and getting going in the morning, making sure you're walking around your house or your office, wherever you are for a majority of your day, um, because you want to keep your systems moving, right? So like physically, of course, you're moving your legs, you're moving your arms, you're moving your torso, bending over, picking things up, moving around, stretching, reaching, all of that. But On a smaller level, like you're moving your muscles, you're putting impact on your bones, which I talked about on my newsletter, the importance of that for bone density. Um, You know, you're moving then your lymphatic system. You're helping your blood move through your system more because your heart rate increases and you're pumping your blood more, um, which helps you to filter through your blood faster and more efficiently and helps you to get more oxygen in your system, which is going to give you more energy and more focus. And then you're going to sleep better because you're moving more and your body's being more active. You're not as restless at night. So there's a lot of benefits to moving, to walking, to making a point um, that you're going to get up and make a lap around your house every 45 minutes, or you're going to get up and make a lap around your office or, um, you know, just day-to-day like small movements, making sure you're moving your body, but also making a point to have like intentional movements, like neat activities, um, which are non-exercise activity-based thermogenesis. So it's just burning calories is kind of where people a lot of times talk about it, but we're just going to think about it too, as like moving our system, getting our blood flowing, getting our digestive system going, all of these things. Um, is how we're thinking about it. And I think a lot of people have lost a lot of meat movement because of convenience in our life. And there's absolutely a time and place for convenience. I'm not telling you to cut out all convenience in your life, but you know, people have other people go grocery shopping for them or, um, we do drive throughs or, you know, we do pick up so we can park as close as we possibly can. We don't even have to get out of our vehicles. Um, there's just you know, people might clean your house for you or just little day-to-day activities and movement that we used to do regularly. And I'm not even talking about the big things about like gardening our own food and hunting and gathering and those kind of things. I'm just talking about basic, small things that you do around your house or in your day-to-day life. We've lost a lot of that, Um, which I understand it can be for good reason at times, but also it's really important like that even if you want someone else to do those things for you, you can, but just making sure that you, yourself, your person are still moving and you're not using the time that someone else is giving back to you by cleaning your house for you or doing your grocery shopping that you're not neglecting then your health and some, and just sitting while they're doing those things. You know, hopefully it's giving you some of your life back so that you can be more active, go to the gym, go for a walk around your neighborhood. Um, go to the park, go to wherever just places of movement, um spending time with your kids, playing, all of those kind of things because they are very important it's important for our body to move um so I mentioned it's good for your heart, it moves everything internally, it moves your blood, moves your lymphatic system, moves your drainage, moves your heart, moves your muscles, moves your bones, moves your digestive tract all of those all of those things. It is also really good for your blood sugar levels. So um, blood sugar we've talked about is run on hormones as well. Um, So we talked about insulin and glucagon, cortisol levels, all of those things um, are hormones. It's really good for you to move regularly for your blood sugar. So if you're someone who struggles with insulin resistant or you are um, pre-diabetic, making sure that you're moving regularly within like an hour of mealtime can be extremely beneficial because of all the reasons we've already mentioned, but also because um, when your body moves and you are active, you don't need insulin in order to use the sugar that's present in your body. So your body is able to um, actively transport the glucose into your cell for energy use without needing the transporter of glu- of um, insulin to transport it into your cells. So typically in order to use sugar of any kind that you have consumed in any way that it's been broken down, carbohydrates, um, your body needs insulin to be able to uptake into your cell for it to be used as energy. but um, when you're active you don't need that insulin your body can naturally do it on its own. So, moving within an hour of having a meal, especially if you're insulin resistant and already battling your body not wanting to use the insulin that it has, it can naturally lower your blood sugar levels, which could be really beneficial as well. Um, And then the other thing about more movement that's really great is that it can decrease your stress. So, um, our bodies hold on to a lot of stress and with sitting and being... um, You know things being monotonous and things being really sedentary. It's hard for our minds. It's hard on our bodies. It's actually really hard on our bodies to just sit all day. Um, It affects our posture. It affects our core and our ability to hold ourselves up. And if you aren't moving throughout your life, it can become very quick that you're losing the ability to do so. Thankfully, when you're younger, it's much easier to um, get those movements back and that ability back. But it's it can still put a lot of stress on our bodies. So it's really good for your mind to go outside. It's really good to be in the fresh air and to see the sunshine. All of these things play a part in our circadian rhythms, which is our other very important rhythm outside of our menstrual cycle that we experience as women. Well, all people experience circadian rhythms. Um, so yeah, it's really important to move to decrease your stress. I think you would notice a significant decrease on like physical stress that you hang on to because um, a lot of things are psychosomatic, right? So they happen in our mind and it affects our body. And so if you choose to move more I I feel like there's like a physical release of emotions that are happening. I know for myself, I carry a lot of my stress in my shoulders. So like throughout the day, I get bunched up. I feel a lot of tightness in my neck. But when I take the time to be mindful of that and relax and to move and to stretch, to go outside, all of those things, it helps significantly to release that tension, whether it is an emotional tension or just a, a regular physical tension from your body sitting all the time. So movement is really important for stress and it can help lower cortisol as well because um, it helps take the stress off of our body by moving more. So yes, moving more in whatever way you think, whatever works for you and whatever moving more looks like for you as well because you can start off very small. It doesn't need to be a three-mile walk every day. It doesn't have to be 10,000 steps every day. If you're not even reaching two or 3,000 steps a day, let's aim for you know, just 5,000 at first, like that kind of thing, just work your way up to it. But I think you'll notice a significant difference early on, even if it's just intentional standing and intentional moving regularly throughout the day. Like I said, making a moment to like get up and walk to the bathroom. If you're at your office, um, get up and do a lap around your house, whatever the case may be. Sometimes it does just take really deliberate thought and meaning and action behind something if you want to get it done, which I think I talked about last week. Sometimes it's just really hard and you have to keep reminding yourself like, I need to do this. I want to do this. This is good for me. And you need to go do it. Make the time. You have the time. Go make it happen. Um. So there's that. The third thing that is going to help you significantly pretty early on is going to be eating breakfast. So eating breakfast is very important as well. If it wasn't important, right, I wouldn't be talking about it today. So eating breakfast is going to have you instantly finding, well, maybe not instantly, but you will find pretty quickly that you have more energy because you are replenishing what your body hasn't had for the fast of like your time of sleep, right? So You're going to have more energy because you are providing your body with actual energy. Calories are considered energy. They are fuel. And you're giving that to your body early on in the day when it needs it because you've been away from it for an extended period of time already through sleep. So I think you'll notice more energy and you'll notice more focus because your brain has something to work off of that isn't just coffee or water or emptiness or an energy drink or whatever the things are that we all typically like run to when we first start off. And if you're already eating something really small, like, you know, some people are really good about like waking up and eating a banana or like a little cup of yogurt. Those things are great. But like if I would still recommend that you try to then expand your breakfast to be a more balanced meal with um, a quality amount of protein and healthy fats and fruits and vegetables, all of those sort of things. Um, But just take it one step at a time. And it's important to eat breakfast, especially if you're a caffeine drinker, because as we know, having caffeine on an empty stomach increases our stress on our system and can affect our cortisol levels as well. So we want to make sure we are keeping cortisol at a healthy level and only happening, only spiking at a healthy time during the day that it's supposed to in the early morning. And that way we can help our circadian rhythm and we are improving our body's energy and natural levels. Um so you're feeding your you're feeding your brain, you're going to have more energy because you have more fuel. You're feeding your body, which then in turn also means you're feeding your hormones because if your body is in starvation mode, then it shuts down those like extra things and your body wants to ovulate, your body wants to have healthy eggs, it wants to have healthy hormones because your body wants you to reproduce and these are natural things that are supposed to happen. But if you can't even keep your own self alive because you don't have enough energy and enough fuel to do so, then you aren't going to um, then be able to do those supplementary bodily functions. Your body just wants to stick to the basics of you living first. So if it thinks that you are starving it and it doesn't have any food, then survival says slow everything down, hormone production come to a halt, and, um, you know, slow down the digestive systems and all sorts of things so that we can just live, right? Um, so that's added stress on your body as well. And so by having enough fuel, you're going to have enough for your hormones and you're going to decrease the stress on your system. Also, eating breakfast can be beneficial for your blood sugar and things because and um, you are not allowing your blood sugar to drop too far to the point where you're miserable and then you have the bounce back of being so ravenously hungry and sometimes that can be like sure you're going to eat lunch or eat like at like 10 or 11 and whatever but then you're also but you might not feel that hunger until like four you're like oh my gosh why am I crashing I'm so hungry I need energy I need I need candy and caffeine um But the reality is if you would have eaten breakfast, um, it helps your metabolism because you are using your digestive system and you're also giving yourself energy. And um, so it's more likely to sustain you throughout the day when you have a nice solid breakfast to start you off. So I think you'll see a lot of changes um, happening there. And you might have to start really small with just eating fruit at first, which I totally understand um, because if you're not used to eating breakfast, it can be hard adjustment. But I think your body will bounce back and adjust to it well pretty quickly um, and early on, hopefully within, you know, a week or two. But if you haven't been eating breakfast for your whole life, obviously it can take some time, but I think you'll notice a difference. Um, so I think starting with fruit and then some sort of like healthy fat paired with the fruit can be really beneficial, whether it's fruit and a handful of nuts or fruit and nut butter, fruit and yogurt, those sort of combinations I think are really good for. Um, people who haven't been eating breakfast and you're trying to initialize, in, initi, initialize, initi, initiate breakfast eating for yourself, um, those are really good places that you could get started with doing that. And they can be easier on your digestive system. Um, but yeah, just pick foods that you like. I mean, if you like boiled eggs, a boiled egg is a great place to start as well with Um, you know, some vegetables or fruit, you know, carrots and ranch, whatever. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be breakfast style. Even if you don't like breakfast, it can be anything. Um, But you're going to notice a difference pretty quickly if you start eating breakfast, especially a balanced breakfast. But any kind of breakfast to start, I will be happy with. Um, And then the other bonus aside from talking about the importance of drinking water is going to be sleep quality. So I'm not going to go on and on about this, um, even though I could, but it's incredibly important for your body to have enough sleep and enough quality sleep because you cannot, um, function properly if you're not having rest and regenerative time, which is what your body does when you're sleeping. It's trying to recuperate from the day to reset your system and it gives your mind and your physical self rest. Um, without that, you, again, will find that you have more inflammation, more stress. Again, cortisol is in play here. And um, finding a way to establish a really good sleeping routine is is vital for long-term health, especially long-term good health. So... um it might mean moving some things around that you think that you don't want to give up or, you know, some sacrifice might have to be made, but it is really beneficial in order for you to be have good health. And you could see a, a difference pretty quickly if you could adjust your sleeping habits to be um, good quality and a good quantity of sleep. So those are the things I have for you. Hopefully you've picked out one or two that sounds like you could start making happen. Um, Think about things that you have going on in your life. What kind of prevents you from doing these things currently? And how could you adjust your mindset and your habits in order to make it happen? So whether you're looking for more fiber-rich foods, increasing your water intake, um, getting uh, more movement in your day-to-day life, um, eating breakfast, or improving your sleep. I hope that um, this has helped you give you some insight. So if you guys have Um, Any questions or if you want to connect or you have some ideas for things you would like to hear, like I said, if you want me to talk about minerals and water and the importance of minerals for proper hydration, please come find me on Instagram. It's linked in my bio. Um, Make sure you're following, subscribe, share uh, share this episode with friends or family who you think might benefit. And yeah, I'm really grateful for all of those things, but I'm also just really grateful for you to be here and to be a listener. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I love doing this and I'm so glad to have your ears and to hopefully make help you make a difference um, in your life and be that support for you. So all of that being said, I hope you have a great week and I hope this has helped you to make better vibes. <laughs>